So if you're a mathematician here, just close your math brain, if at all possible. What do the numbers 42, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 84, 85, 87, and 88 have in common? You don't have to answer. I'll get to the answer. So as Cassia mentioned, and, and very often we don't know this, we're, we're, we've become familiar with the holidays, the Moedim, the appointed times in the Torah, but there are also holidays, uh, yeah, holidays that's within a Jewish calendar that Judaism has enacted additional days that commemorate something. So, for instance, we're familiar with Hanukkah, which happens in the, in the autumn, beginning of winter. Um, it's not listed in the Torah, but we know the holiday. In fact, it's even mentioned in the New Testament. This past week was a fast day, as Cassius said, on the Jewish calendar. And it's on the day of the 17th day of the month of Tammuz, which is the fourth month of the year. There are several fasts. These are days of mourning, of weeping, that are on the calendar that, that were instituted at the Babylonian exile all those years ago. There's the fast of the fourth month, which was this past week. There's the fast of the fifth month, which is Tisha B'Av, which is when the temple was destroyed. What happened this past week, it was the anniversary of when the walls of Jerusalem were breached by the Babylonians. The fast of the seventh month is called the fast of Gedaliah. These are rabbinic ordinances, not scriptural per se, but I'll, I'll go there. So the seventh month is the fast of Gedaliah. That's when the governor of Jerusalem at that time was assassinated. And then the tenth month, which was actually the beginning of Nebuchadnezzar's siege of Jerusalem. These are four fasts. So we spoke about, and, and we spoke about a little bit at our newcomers meeting. We had an awesome newcomers meeting Last week, I, I was just amazed by, by the unity and the love in that meeting. It was really a special time. But very briefly, we spoke about like Christmas and, and will there be Christmas in the messianic age when Yeshua returns and he's, and he's in Jerusalem? Like, will there be Christmas or will there be, you know, just the holidays of the Torah? Well, I, I'll just tell you this, that if Yeshua institutes Christmas, I'm there. And I'll leave it like that. But if you want to know about what holidays will be in the messianic kingdom when Yeshua comes back, take a look at the book of Zechariah where these four rabbinic holidays are mentioned. 
And Zechariah said the day is coming when the fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth month, the fast of the seventh month, and the fast of the tenth month will become days of joy, of gladness, and of feasting. These are messianic prophecies. So if you want to know, if you want to have a discussion about what holidays will be in the messianic kingdom, apparently these rabbinic days of weeping and fasting will become days of joy and feasting in the messianic kingdom. And how insane is that? How he turns our days of weeping into days of celebration. And you don't even understand the extent of it. Do you understand when the rabbis put together these fast days? These are like days that commemorate much agony and death. I mean, we could just say, okay, it's the fast of the fourth month, but we don't understand exactly what happened. Okay, the fast of the fifth month, we don't understand the millions of Jews that were killed. This is the Holocaust Remembrance Day of the people of that generation. And if you think about it like that, think about it as Holocaust Remembrance Day, not a pleasant day. Now think of a prophet saying in that day, Holocaust Remembrance Day will be a day of joy. It's, it's scary to think, but that is what these holidays were. These were ho like Holocaust Remembrance moments and the God of, of, of restoration is saying in that day when Messiah comes, you will celebrate on that day. How many holocausts can you think of in your life, in either personally or nationally, where the Lord is saying, in that day, it's going to be a day of celebration. This is the, 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 the epitome. This is the, the fullness of turning mourning into dancing. This is the epitome of turning tears into gladness. And this is what he promises. See, Aaron, it, the, the, the fast that we just went through on the, uh, a couple days ago, the fast of the fourth month, that is also the anniversary of the, of the golden calf. The golden calf happened on that exact same day. And Aaron, as, they, as the golden calf is being erected, Aaron said prophetically, said, tomorrow will be a feast. And we see that as sort of like his stall tactic. You know, just to kind of wait until Moses comes in and just takes care of things. But he was saying prophetically, today what's happening is a day of mourning, but tomorrow will be a feast. Because what is happening here will be mourned and will be cried over for generations to come. But God is faithful to turn that mourning into celebration. What Holocaust 
Remembrance Day is on your heart. That God will turn into joy and feasting and celebration. We heard about Pinchas today. That's the Hebrew way of saying it, not the Portuguese way of saying it. Pinchas. It's, don't look at your neighbor and say Pinchas. Because you're going to spit all over your neighbor. You know how in the, sometimes in church services they say, look at your neighbor and say, God loves you. You'll never hear them say, look at your neighbor and say, Pinchas. But Pinchas was in the midst of a plague that killed, Cassia, how many people were killed in the plague? 24,000, a holocaust of death. And God says, I give you, Pinchas, Brit Shalom, a covenant of peace. And one thing you'll never see in your English Bibles, that the Vav, the letter Vav in the words Shalom in every single Torah for millennia is cut. You'll never see it in your English Bibles, but the Vav, the letter Vav, which is like a vertical line, like a spear, is split. It's got a cut in it. Almost saying that the covenant of peace given to Pinchas came with much pain. Came with much pain. Came with much pain. But the Lord turns our pain around. And I am convinced, I am convinced there is only one way that Holocaust Remembrance Day can become a holiday, a joyful holiday. There's only one way this can happen. There's only one way where the 17th of Talmud, the fast of the fourth day, when the walls of Jerusalem were breached by the enemy, there's only one way that could become a day of celebration, and that is the day when the Lord opens our eyes to see his plan in exactly what happened. And when our eyes are opened to say the Lord, to see that the Lord was behind this whole thing for a greater plan, and we see it, then we rejoice. And we say, hallelujah. Lord, thank you for what you did. I believe there are six million Jews up in the cloud of witnesses looking at the formation of the nation of Israel and saying, hallelujah, hallelujah. If this happened, if my blood had to be spilled for this, hallelujah, hallelujah. When our eyes are opened to the, to the turmoil and the struggle and the taxes and the bills, how they don't add up. When, when we see from the Lord's perspective that things happen for a cause, for a reason, that he is bringing salvation to the world. And the covenant of peace requires a split in that vav, in the word shalom. But it is a covenant of peace, eternal nonetheless. Like Joseph had to get the veil removed from his eyes 
It's like, oh my gosh, all these things. I talk about injustice. He was thrown into jail. But at the end of this thing, he's like, oh my gosh, I see why you did it. I see why you did it. You were bringing deliverance to the world. See, we don't see the full picture. See, I'm learning this as I'm using the Waze GPS application. App. Who has Waze? If you don't get it, get it. It's not just the GPS that tells you to go from here to here and here's the directions. It also knows exactly where the traffic is. Because it's like, it knows, okay, Waze users, you know, there's 20 Waze users down the road and they're traveling, it seems, at like two miles an hour when it's supposed to be 60. Okay, there's traffic. And it knows how to redirect. So I'm driving down the road using Waze and I know exactly how to get there. How many people know exactly how to get there? All of a sudden, Waze redirects. Turn left. I'm like, what are you, what, why am I turning left? I need to go that way. Waze is saying turn that way. And it's like an exercise in faith because like, oh, I just have to go this way. You know why? Because this stupid little app knows that 10 miles down the road there's an accident and this is how to avoid it. So I'm sitting there, I'm following Waze and now I'm like at a stoplight. I'm stopped at the stoplight. I'm like, what a dumb thing to do. But I don't know because I don't see the full picture that I'm only going to be stopped at this light for a minute. But there's a 10 mile backup that way that Waze knew and I had no idea. So it is with God. How many things are we praying against when the Lord is like, he's using a yo-yo. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's like, he's like, like we're praying with all this fervor. And he's like, he's like walking the dog, you know, doing the round the world thing. Oh, oh the, the, the children of Israel. What brought them? What brought the children of Israel to Joseph? What made them go to Egypt. Famine. Oh, Lord. We pray against the famine. We bind the famine. In the name of Yeshua. Well, the Yeshua was not revealed yet. In the name of El Shaddai. We bind the famine. Lord, remove the famine. Your word says that you feed us. Remove the famine. This cannot be from you. God is using the yo-yo. How many times are we praying against famines when God has a bigger picture? Do you understand that you got a bigger picture in all of the situations in your life, in the world? He's got this thing covered. You could pray against the famine all you want, but God brought the famine because he needed his people to be so starving that they will go to where they would never want to go, Egypt, and go before somebody they would never want to go before who they thought was a, a foreign pagan king and bow before him begging for food. God needed hunger in his people to enable salvation and deliverance. 
You want a better prayer? Then God remove the famine. God bring hunger. Bring hunger. So your people will step out of their comfort zones and go to places that they would otherwise never go and deliverance can come. So what does the numbers? It's 42, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49. I know there's some people here writing that down, trying to figure it out. 84, 85, 87, 88. What do they have in common? A few weeks ago, we read the story of Korah, the one who rebelled against God and rebelled against Moses. And as we know, he got a gathering around him, some people to support the uprising. And God opened up the earth and swallowed them all and their families. In this Torah portion, a couple of Torah portions later, we go through the census, as Cassius said, and it says that the sons of Korah lived. Now, you may not gather that reading the story of Korah when the whole family gets swallowed up by the earth, but the sons of Korah, the epitome of of rebellion, the epitome of coming against God, the epitome of, of the one who's, who's just, who does not have reverence for leadership, divine leadership. God swallowed him up. It says his sons lived. What happened to his sons? If we look throughout the Bible, they became writers of psalms. They wrote psalms. They remained in the Levitical system as gatekeepers and singers. Do you know the story in 2 Chronicles when Jehoshaphat or somebody says, you don't need to fight this battle. See the salvation of the Lord. And the priests sang Give thanks to the Lord, he is good. His love endures forever. And the enemies of God started fighting each other and destroying each other from the praises that went forth from the people. Do you know who those praises, praisers were? The sons of Korah. The rebel. The sinner. Talk about faithfulness to generations. Talk about faithfulness to families. Talk about faithfulness to our sons. Talk about, I will be faithful to a thousand generations. The sons of the rebellious one swallowed up, killed by God, sang to the Lord. So what do these numbers have in common? These are psalms, not written by David, written 
by the sons of Korah. As a deer pants for the water, my soul thirsts for you, written by the sons of Korah. Deep calls unto deep. See, this is a man whose generations before got swallowed up by the deep. Now he has revelations, deep calls unto deep. Come on, somebody. That is God's faithfulness. Come on, somebody. That is God's faithfulness to generations, from generation to generation. God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble, written by the sons of Korah. Listen to this. Though the earth should give way, we will not fear. Come on, somebody. Though the earth give way, we will not fear. This is the son of the one who the earth gave way and swallowed him up to hell alive. He says the earth gives way, but we will not fear. God heals generations. Be still and know that I am God. Written by the sons of of Korah. But God will redeem my soul from the power of Sheol, for he will receive me. This is the one whose ancestors were sucked into Sheol alive. He said, I will be redeemed from Sheol. God takes the most broken of situations and he has a healing. He has a healing. Father, open our eyes to see the healing. Abi and Ilya, come forth and just get your music ready, will you please? Psalm 84. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Written by the sons of Korah, not King David. I would, ra <laughs> I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Adonai, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Adonai, for your faithfulness. Help us, Adonai. Just please come and, and, and get ready. Get ready, get ready. Go up, get ready. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord, that things are not as they seem to our human eyes. Thank you, Adonai, that you have plans, you have purposes, you are working it all out. We know the end of the story. The road towards the end is a rough road, but we know the end of the story, so the road is intentional. Help us out tonight to stop praying away what you have ordained for a purpose. Thank you, Adonai, that that Brit Shalom, the covenant of Shalom, can only happen with that cut in the vav. And that cut in the vav is there for all times but nothing gets in the way of your promises and the fulfillment of your promises. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. We bless your name. We bless your name. Blessed is your holy name.